0: And this is the Luke Guy Show, helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building digital relationships on scale while growing the customer universe. What's poppin' Luke here? You're going to absolutely enjoy the show. Let's dive in right now. All right, everybody, what is poppin' Luke here today with the Luke Guy Show, and It is nine twenty-two tonight on this Tuesday night. Putting in my steps, I am at forty-seven hundred steps right now, and we'll see. We'll see if I can break my record. Let's go for it. So, Luca today. And if you're not subscribed to the Luke Guys Show, make sure to do that wherever you find podcasts. Um, If anyone's wondering, should be listening to this. Who's this for? And. I talk to coaches, consultants and those selling information at high ticket. That's who I'm talking to. That's who I present this to. and that's kind of that's what that's what I'm doing and that's what I've been doing since 2014. started in 2013 but really got crazy in 2014 where I've been selling information and kind of went through an evolution. Um, but when I very, very first like before I got crazy with all of this. Um, I was window cleaning at the college is where I that was my first job besides a gas station job. I think the window cleaning job was probably, um, my first like real job and I had to clean windows and I would listen to, uh, you know, YouTube music. I think that's before YouTube Red was even a thing where you could just play it in your ears, but I remember like cleaning the windows and stuff. But while I was cleaning windows at night, listening to my music and watching kids have like a great time and with their friends, and I'm sitting here with rags on my side cleaning windows, and that's and this is real. And I was and I I would dream of of having and creating something very cool. Uh, no, not many people got me. Okay, in a small town, I was raised. There wasn't a lot of wasn't a lot of circle a lot of circles out there because I wanted to create something I was testing creating software I actually started create I was working on uh like like uh, trading iPhones and I built a calculator and they could send me their iPhone on my website and I'd buy it and print them out a shipping label and all that but I kind of lost love for that it just wasn't exciting for me because my thing is creating content and connecting and and selling, and that's why the high-ticket world and all what I'm doing right now, I'm in totally in love with what I'm doing right now. So, from window cleaner to what I'm doing now, where, fast forward, on a cold, I think it was October, uh, it was on a Saturday, and the week prior, I put up a, um, a post in, in, in city groups, you know how you have like garage groups in cities? And I said, if you're looking for a job, come meet me at this place, and more than likely, you'll get a job. I don't know; I've never done this before. And I, there's pretty much can be callers for me, like we're just going to do like cold calling and get crazy with it. So I wake up, I drive 45 miles to the city because my city has like hardly nobody in it. Got to the bigger city, got to the second story, and there was nobody there. I was like, "Well, maybe, maybe this, maybe no one's going to show up," which is kind of a depressing and a, a relief at the same time because you got to pay these people, right? It was a mixed feeling. I'm setting my presentation anyway, like the room's going to be full. And all of a sudden, I can hear like feet coming up the steps, and I'm like, "Oh boy, this is about to get like I don't know like, how he's going to show up." whole second level people showed up and my friend was there to watch it and um i, I was wanting him to, to, to say hey man w- would you hang out for a little bit and kind of let me know like what you think and i had 20 people show up and i was doing my presentation and uh, fortunately i'm a sales guy so i pretty pretty much told them why they want the job and of course they want a job they got excited and i said all right if you want a job come Like, sign these papers, and they signed them. I said, come downstairs, take a picture, and if you're in that picture, you got a job. So we was holding up my sign, and we, and then we took the picture before I realized that that 20 got cut down to 10. I don't know, or 12, I can't remember exactly, but it got cut down by like six, eight people, I think like that. I still don't, I still don't remember exactly, but it was like six, seven, eight, maybe nine people were like missing, possibly even 10, It's like, not quite half. So I don't remember I had t- ten or twelve, something around that. Um, I'm serious. Like I did not, I did not keep up with, with exactly how many people was there, because it was just a blur. Like I was so nervous. I said, "Everybody, let's go." Um, and so we we worked, and that number got that number got dwindled down to our solid core. Of so, so and that's and I told him that like it, it would be based on production. It was totally cool with that because in sales and calling, that's kind of how that works. So it was okay if I didn't know the exact number because I understood like just going from the first level down to the second level. I mean, from the second level to downstairs, we went from 20 to like 12 or 10. I understood that some of these people weren't going to be here even a month from now. I understood that, so I wasn't too stressed out about it. But that's how things. That's how we. That's how I got my big my big launch. That team we turned it six figures, and we had selected a, a, a niche, went after it, close six figures, and during that process, this is what I have learned: that high ticket is the way, and that's I mean because if you look at all the big companies, that's where it ends up as high ticket. McDonald's, guess where it ends up? High ticket. Like, you start with a dollar cheeseburger, but if you go down the buyer's path, you're buying a million dollar franchise. Disney, yeah, you bought that $10 shirt, but you bought the movie, went to the theater, then the next thing you know, you're at Disneyland, then you just bought a um, timeshare. Like, you can spend 50 to 100 grand with Disney. I don't know if you know that. You can totally do that and more. Like, there is that, that buyer's journey. Marvel, same thing. You can start off with a... $10 Ten dollar toy. Before you know it, well, you're right back at Disney. So, Star Wars, like all these guys had before, like, Disney gobbled them up. Why does Disney gobble everybody up? Because they have an end game. Like that, you they have no problem spending money, acquisition costs. They don't even have to really spend any money. They have their own network, their own channel, right? It's just oh, they, they just got it so wrapped. And that's what I'm telling you. And the end of the day, if you follow these companies, it is high ticket. So where is this all going? Where's this all going? How can you be successful in the coaching business in the coaching world? Well, the top two coaches that I think of right now is Tony Robbins and Dave Ramsey. These two people, um, these two people, have done some crazy things in the coaching world. And probably two of the biggest coaches on the planet. Unless there's someone that I'm missing. These are the ones that stick out to me. Tony Robbins and Dave Ramsey. Tony Robbins runs a $100 million event. These events makes him a lot of money. That event's made him hundreds of millions of dollars. And Dave Ramsey, he's more of a... Um, he's, he's good at the, the, the airway. Radio waves. That's what he's good at. Started old-fashioned radio and I don't even know what his buyer journey is. That's how good the, like, but I know he's got some back end stuff, uh, because I know he does like real estate deals, like you, you can put like, there's so like, and I think that's when it's, that's when it's good when you don't even know how much you can spend with the guy. I just know he starts off as a free radio show, a $20 book, a hundred dollar course, right? But here's the thing with Dave Ramsey. Here's the thing with Dave Ramsey. He's got it to where you can't copy him. You can copy his, his snowball, right? But you can't, there's not another Dave Ramsey. And I think as coaches, that's what we have to get good at. We have to have a formula that works for people, yes, and some them the results. But there has to be you you have to be the master because this is what i find you know the best teachers teach themselves out of a job you know what i'm saying the best teachers if you're if you're legit you're really good you'll 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 attract someone who's better than you and then knock you out because mcdonald's they're not sharing their secrets unless you're on the inside and they're going to profit from that knowledge. Where the coaching industry, what implodes is that the coach doesn't stay on the forefront. He spills everything and then he's gone. That makes sense. Like he, So Dave Ramsey, he teaches you how he got out of debt, right? But he's not giving you all his secrets. Tony Robbins, same thing. He's t- he's telling... you, And honestly, I don't even want Tony... I mean, this is sad. I know he has the ability of getting thousands of people together and pay him thousands of dollars to show up. This I do know about the man. He's about, um, I think he, I don't know if he made the, the ice bath famous. I don't know. It's sad. I know a little, I know, I've never been to an event, but I've, I've, I've heard some of them, um, read a little bit, read his story kind of thing. I don't know how much time I spent on it, but to actually know, like, what is that? I know more about Dave Ramsey, let was to say that, than I would Tony Robbins, per se. And I need to do more studying on that. I do know his is like, I know he talks about the greatness within, like showing up with everything you got and overcome. He's more of like a mental overcoming, that kind of thing. Like it's a, it's a mental battle, which it really is, okay? I know he talks about jumping on the trampoline and, you know, overcoming challenges and walking on fire, the fire walk, all that. I mean he's had movies made about that and shows and TV shows and all that stuff. And and he's really he's good at getting next to presidents and, and athletes and but this is what I know. You have to figure out as a coach how to get your students results without getting knocked out at the same time. This is what I'm saying. This is easier said than done. Your top coaches cannot be replaced. It's kind of like Jackie Chan. When you have Jackie Chan schools, you're still Jackie Chan. You're still the best. So this is what I'm saying. You have to find a craft. And if you're going to be a coach, like a really good one, you have to be the best. That's what I'm telling you. Like you have to be like this is has this has to be your thing. You found something you're in love with, and people can't come close, and you're constantly building things that cannot be duplicated, which it may be your personal brand. Like I'm I try to be funny. I try to let the humor humor come out. I can't do it on a podcast. Sometimes I guess I can. But it's like when it comes to like writing scripts and I think that's kind of like. And I guess it really, really what it comes down to is staying on top of the game and just having a love for something like my love is social proof and creating social proof. There's a YouTuber. I'm not going to tell you his name. And, And just to give an idea in a saturated world of YouTube. 2015, 2016, this dude's trying to rise up. He's making Minecraft videos. She's doing stupid stuff. Like, and then one day, he gives a homeless man a laptop or money or something like that, and it just goes viral. And then he tries some different things. Fast forward a day, he's the big, probably one of the biggest YouTubers out there, even in the world of saturated YouTube. But they say on a video, he can spend a million dollars making. That one YouTube video. He found something. That he was willing to do. That other people. And I don't. That what they would be willing to do. So. You have to get good at something. That is nearly impossible. For others. To be good at. That's where the. Now can you. Can you knock out 10, 20 grand and not do what I'm saying right now? Yes, a month, absolutely. 100% can be done. I'm thinking way beyond that. I'm thinking, how do you take a mountain and this be your mountain? Like, I want Social Proof Mountain. I think nothing works without it. Your funnels fall apart without it, to me. Your webinars fall apart without it. So to me, If I'm king of social proof, I own that. All the people running those things has to come to me. But then again, you may think something else. You may think that um, maybe you think you can run funnels without that. It's just my personal theory. Maybe you think you can do all these things without that. But I want to be the king. I want to be the best at this. And turning it into a game—that's what I want to do. That, like, there's, I'm, I'm one of the few people, the only one that I know of, that finds this game fun. And just like Elon Musk, which I am not, he literally says he claims he has blueprints to all his cars, and if someone wants to duplicate it, he's okay with that. I don't believe that for a minute, but he says that. All I know is when Apple starts, well, when Apple takes him up on it. He ain't very happy about it. He's not happy at all. Um, And there's this back and forth about that. Because guess what these billionaires are trying to do? They're trying to find a powerful mountain. They made a decision. Like Warren Buffett said, if I can be number one at stocks, I'll be rich. His theory was correct. I actually have a podcast about theories and how you should create your own. Go listen to that. Theories can make you a ton of money when you pick the right one, all right? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg said, I think my, I think the number one mountain that, the number one mountain I should take over should be the social media mountain. And I think if I could create an algorithm that that connects people together, that want to be connected, that's a billion dollar idea. That was his theory, he owns that mountain. Elon Musk said, his first theory was if I could take over the currency, the money, like transferring back and forth between countries, call x.com, which later became paypal.com. He said, I think that that's the best mountain. Well, he got on that mountain. He's like, this ain't fun no more. I'm gonna jump somewhere else. And he jumped right after eBay bought him out. And now he's saying, and he has multiple theories. He loves the sun. Like this dude, the dude thinks the world revolves around the sun. Technically it does. But his, if you look at all his products, it revolves and is powered by the sun. At the end of the day, he feels like building things around the sun. And, and also another theory, he thinks is humans need to get off earth as soon as we can because he thinks all humans will be destroyed by the sun. He's got a weird theory, like it's way out there. And he also believes... Um, He also believes that eventually oil will run out and that electric will be needed. And he wants to be on the front when it happens. And I don't know if he's saying 50 years, 100 years from now, but it's not that far away. His theory is that 100 years from now, it will be. So what I'm saying, I'm saying this. You, we have to do this more than just beyond money now. The big boys are playing. And like once again, if it's 10, 20 grand a month is your thing, great. L- like Russell Brunson, he put all his money on funnels. But who knows how long term funnels will be? Who knows? But this is what I do know. If you pick the correct mountain, you can live on that mountain for a very long time. Elon Musk did not pick his right mountain, but it made him rich. But it wasn't a long-term thing. It still made him rich. So it's okay if you change. Because it's hard to know where man is going. But this is what I do know. This is Because I'm asking myself, where do I think the coaching industry is going? I'm thinking if you can't figure out what mountain you want to own and go Disney mode on the thing, you will lose out. You, you will lose out. Um, Dave Ramsey picked out the how to get out of debt niche. And it just so happens that all America's in it. It's a problem that's rising and it's a need that needs help and people actually want it. Problem is selling someone on how to get out of debt. Ha, how he did that. But it made it just so much harder for competitors to try to duplicate. Because he, ha- he built a foundation that took him years, five, ten years to build up. Oh, wow. That was a hard one. But he made it work. But he was passionate about it though. That's the thing. He could talk about this day and night, day and night, day and night. Same thing with you. What is that thing you can't get over? What is that thing that you want to master for Jackie Chan? Not Jackie Chan. I was saying Jackie Chan earlier. Bruce Lee. I was saying Jackie Chan schools. Bruce Lee. Which Jackie Chan may have schools. I don't know. But Bruce Lee felt like the niche. His niche. His niche was defense, self-defense, and that was his thing, right? And it was a niche in America because we didn't have many people like this dude. I mean, we had Jackie Chan later on, and then Chuck Norris and these guys. But do you know one of the highest-paid actors today? It is Jackie Chan because he's willing to do his own stunts. Once again, his theory was if I could own and become number one martial art actor – I should be good at acting somewhat and can sing, but good at martial art and be funny. He, he, he took over funny, humor, slapstick martial arts, stunts. He did his own stunts. He was trying to do as many things as his competitors were willing to do so he couldn't be replaced. The moment you say yes to a stuntman, the moment you can be replaced. And that's why he's like, no, no, no. I'm, I do my own stunts. Because you you doing, and that's what Tom, I think Tom Cruise, same thing. He understood that. But Jackie Chan got on that mountain a long, long time ago. As time goes on, more people in the market, because we're having babies every single day, every single minute, your competition's rising. And that's why you getting on the train now, figuring out what the thing is now, and, and instead of wasting our life on Netflix and TV and, and all this stuff like, they creating content for us we're getting replaced and that's why I believe it's good to be looking and thinking what mountain do you want to own and the reason I believe I went from window zero window cleaner to hiring ten people atop of a coffee shop and now we're we're getting seen like I've like I've been seen by I've been viewed by over fifteen million people now over over 15 million people have seen my face. Plus, that's just what I can track. The reason I'm, I've been able to do that, because I'm always thinking, what can I do that competitors aren't willing to do that the market wants? To me, that is the formula. That is the survival. Because people will always want help on how to get traffic, how to create offers. But the problem is, that so the, the coming into this, it's so easy, whereas building a McDonald's is not easy. Building a car is not easy. They found a way of getting the things that were hard to get into takes a lot of money, which a lot of people don't, whereas the consulting world, people with a laptop and a phone, and there you go. You don't even need the phone, or you just do it on your phone. You don't need a lot. Like it's, becomes, it's gotten so easy to do this. So, you ha- so and here's another lesson. You notice know things that you know you have to do that you dread? That's probably what you need to do. For example, I'm putting him in my steps right now. I am trying to break a record. And we're not there yet. I have to beat me a record. And this is not fun. But adding this in here is fun. Let me be talking to you. People listen to this. Someone will, someone will buy from this. I believe that. Just because what I'm talking about right now. How to make it fun. But making steps, doing treadmill is dreadful. All right? But it's the best thing for you, and it's how you can lose body fat. Same thing in your business. Um, in your business, you know there's dreadful things that you do not want to do. Is probably the thing that's going to grow and scale your business. How do I know? Because if you feel it, your competitors feel it, and that's probably where you need to lean in. Like content creation. Oh, it's nah. I find it fun. Or scaling relationships. Oh, I don't want to do that. I just want to run an ad to a webinar and have a closer do it all. But I don't want to pay for it. Then there's no need for you. There's no need for you at that point. Now, if you've got 50 grand and you want to risk it and see if this works and have everybody do everything for you, but usually don't go down that way. Usually there's a Mark Zuckerberg on a budget in a corner somewhere, and he's starting to be another company from scratch up. That's usually because he's going to do the hard thing. He had a skill that was still rare and he was focusing on a niche that was still new and it's something only the teenagers really talked about and college kids, and he did it. And here he is, running for his life because his company's worth half a trillion dollars. And it all started in the corner of a room somewhere. I think he invited 20 people to that meeting to invest. Two showed up. They're billionaires today. Right? People didn't believe in it because he was asking for something they didn't want to give. Okay. So where I believe the coach's business is going is we need hard assets that cannot be duplicated. We have to get people results. We have to say, okay, here's how you get here to here. All right? Like, uh, when, I'm, when, I, when I'm talking about coaches, when I'm thinking about, I'm thinking like B2B. I'm thinking like, all right, let me show you how to run ads and get customers. But if you're relying on ads of customers, you're creating your competition. What kind of solves this problem? Raising your prices so the volume isn't so high, but when you've got kids who are selling courses for a thousand dollars, and they're just, just spinning them out, eventually they go out of business because they and they sold a thousand of them. Well, you just brought a thousand competitors to the market, which not really, because I would say probably seventy percent of the people who bought it, they're not going to be any good. The other thirty percent is going to try. Maybe 10% of that maybe be competition. So he just brought 100 competitors. But if one of those is spending $100,000 a month, that's still competition. It don't take but one competitor to knock you out. Right? So what can you do? Because here's the thing, guys. If you can be duplicated in a day, you wasn't that hard to begin with. Like, you, there wasn't much to you. Like, if you... To still be needed in the market... You have to have fresh stuff coming out every day. I'm not just talking about content. I'm talking about new ways of converting traffic. I'm talking about new ways of gaining clients or a new way to lose weight or a new strategy to play music or a new way to like you're just you're just flowing. You're just you're just like what made Apple so hard to duplicate. Did you know it wasn't the phone? The phone isn't what made them so hard to duplicate. You know what my theory is? It was that app store. It wasn't even Apple that made Apple um, impossible to duplicate. It was the developers. Why is that? Because, well, yeah. I mean, you got an iPhone that easy to make, but it can be done. It's that app store, man. Because every time an app comes out, that's another reason why someone wants an iPhone when you've got like thousands of apps coming out every day, if that's the number, that's a thousand plus reasons every single day. It was the community around the phone that made it. So it was the developers. And same thing with Walmart. Right. It wasn't Walmart that made it hard to duplicate. It was the fact that it was able to convince everyone to come underneath one roof. And when it was time to, when it was time to for a customer to bring a product back, the it, Walmart that paid for the the money the money back guarantee it was the 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 company it was like the the Lay's potato chips. Someone brings it back, it wasn't Walmart to pay for it It was the Lay's potato chips, or or it would be the 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 if someone brought a Samsung phone back, it wasn't Walmart that that had to eat that it was Samsung. Why, why is that? Well, it was because someone said, well, I don't want to do the marketing. I just, want to, I just want to make stuff and don't talk to nobody. It was those people. They wanted to be a factory. And Walmart said, okay, we'll be the forefront. You bring us the products. We'll do the thing you hate, and we'll make you lots of money. But guess what? Guess what's happening now? After Walmart got everybody underneath their roof, and they was having a good heyday and party day, Guess what Walmart was got cooking in the background? They got Equate version of all those brands. How about that? So Lay says, oh, yeah, Walmart told us we're going to be the only ones on this shelf, maybe two or three people. And I'm going to sell my bag for $5. Well, here comes Walmart with a bag of chips for $2 or $1. And Walmart's like, either lower your prices or we're going to knock you out. And Lay's like, we put all our eggs in your basket and here you are trying to knock us out. Walmart got really vicious. But they should have saw it coming. Guess what? They deserve it. Why do they deserve it? Because Walmart was willing to do the hard thing. Big, build the big old building. Willing to take the risk. Get everybody together. And get the traffic. And the one with the traffic, the one that can control the traffic is the winner. And if you can master traffic, you're the winner. If you can draw a crowd and get them in your building, that's the the thing everybody hates doing. They want to create their thing and let someone else deal with the people and sell it. Pretty much you're saying, I want someone else to handle my money and just give me a cut of it. That's what they're saying. I don't want nobody touching my money. (laughs) And I see it. It is the master traffic. That's another direction where coaching is going. Coaching is going. The one who masters traffic, the one that's hard to duplicate, where he's fresh, he's got personality, he can draw a crowd, and also he can create stuff that can't be duplicated. Tony Robbins, it's hard to duplicate an event with thousands of people showing up and everybody's crying all over each other and hopping up and down and he's got a recipe here. Now he's teaching them how to do one thing, but he ain't, he ain't giving away his deets on how he's drawing that kind of crowd. He ain't doing that. And so many people want to be able to duplicate, but they can't. They're trying. These marketers are really trying but they can't touch it he like he's figured and i don't know if it's because of time i don't know if it's because of his name but he figured out how to draw a crowd so let's see where we're at right now eight thousand steps right now got it got it so this is where i think the industry's going this is where i think this is what i know yeah, hard's actually your door. If you want to do hard, the harder, the, the farther you want to go up in this, the better it will be for you. No pain, no gain. That is so deep, man. So deep. And we most don't even get it. This is where I think the coaching industry is going. And we'll see. That's my theory. And hopefully this helped you out, open your eyes some way, some fashion. Appreciate you. You guys have an amazing day. Let's talk soon.